Jared Bauman, who is a celebrated landscape architect, is our guest today on the podcast. He runs Zeter Landscape Architecture, works now all over the world, just finished a beautiful showcase installation here in San Francisco, and we get to listen to what creativity means to Jared. I've, I've only cried in two interviews thus far. Uh-huh. Seriously. We'll make it a third. <laughs> I don't know. But no, no. We, we, uh, we will have uh, you know, any opportunities to do that. But so um, I'm psyched you've come to sit down with us in the studio. We were on a panel together. We were. Was it like three years ago? Yeah. With Talking Antiques with Barbara Selleck? Yeah. 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 For Capture Magazine and Jan. Oh, that's right. Yes. Who's super cool. She's amazing, yes. She, I actually met probably in 2006. She came into my office with this purple streak through her hair. Yes. And I was like, yeah, you're amazing. Who are you? Yeah, and we've been friends ever since. I was like, let's hang out. Let's you hang out. You and your Porsche, too, because she drives this old oh, school yeah. Porsche. Have you yeah, seen that? yeah, yeah. I ran into her at the car wash one day. Yeah, have you done any other panels like that recently? Or? I haven't, actually. Um, I spoke, pro- the last time I spoke publicly, I was probably 28 and uh, in a room with 200 of my colleagues, and it was a presentation of my work. And I was so young, and I'd been taught to be super humble, uh-huh. and I kind of downplayed all of my work. And uh-huh. a friend of mine came up to me afterwards, and she said, Jared, uh-huh. you need to be proud of what you do. What you do is pretty awesome. And uh-huh. it was kind of a pivotal moment to my career. I changed. Really? Yeah. You just started being more more forward. Yeah, because my work is it's it's pretty neat. It's pretty yeah, neat. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, no, you're, not, s- you're, not. you're still being humble right now, but I'll I'll sing your accolades. Cool. I mean, just people Google them, all right? Just <laughs> go to you know the Google. And what is your website? Uh, Zeter. Uh, yeah, Z e t e r r e dot com. Yeah. And uh, you just were celebrated for the showcase. Are you glad it's over? Very much so. Also, actually, that's a kind of a, an industry, you know, I guess, question because everyone's so tired after that. It's exhausting, yeah. I did it two years ago, and I swore I would never do it again. Uh-huh. But this house was really cool, and it was really great for showing off what I love to do. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was amazing, actually. Our, our, our garden was featured on Architecture Digest Instagram, and within four hours had 18,000 likes. Oh, so yeah, I guess people that. liked it more than, yeah. more than I did. I mean, was, I thought it was cool, but yeah. It was striking. They Thank had you. good photos looking yeah. you know, down on yeah. it and lots of cool shapes. And, yeah. Um, yeah, people kind of quit doing parterres, really, in the 1800s, and I've kind of somehow I didn't realize that I'm becoming a little bit known for them. I've been doing some in like very modern ways and that uh-huh. one was a bit classical, but I love it. it actually, I really liked how it turned out, but I had already seen it because we modeled it in 3D and it was kind of like, it's a little bit old for me because, you know, I modeled it's, it in November and yeah. we install it in April, so. Yeah. And um, what was the, so you got lots of attention there. Where, who else published it? Oh, it was kind of everybody. Yeah, I, I, there's honestly there's a list. I, I think like 14 different magazines and websites and things like that. It was in California Homes and Knob mm-hmm. Hill Gazette and 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 I I'd have to <laughs> have to go through the list. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I stopped looking at it, but it's it, exciting. Oh, it's exhausting counting the publications that covered <laughs> I know, it. I sound like such an ass. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember what your friend said, Jared? You need yeah. to be forward. Yeah, um, the parties, though, I will say, and, and, and it also sounds very spoiled to say, but 
all the parties it's it, every single night you're supposed to be there for these parties and it's mm -hmm. it's it's tiring and so this time actually i relied on my team to help me and i made probably 30 percent of them and my team helped me out and it was just nice such amazing people there were so many amazing designers this year um it, it was it was awesome it was a really cool experience i think you told me before though i like i like the you know meet and greets and we did the master bedroom last year yeah uh, not as extraordinary of a house, but uh, it's still extraordinary people were involved, and uh, it you know turned out great. The design was great, um, but I loved the event. Like I like talking to people when they yeah. come through. And yeah. I guess I could just get energized uh, by it and, and those interactions. But I think you've intimated that they don't exactly energize you. You find it a little less. Yeah, less I'm, energizing. I'm, you know, it's, I'm an introvert. I'm a bit shy, and most people would never expect that. I've kind of trained myself to be out there and talk to people, and and I love, I do love people, um, but you know, I come from a very quiet background. I grew up in the mountains near Yosemite, and I don't know, I I never expected that this would be my life, and and I kind of have to be a bit public and out there and network and get to know people. But it's been extremely rewarding, and I continue to be rewarded for pushing myself out of my shell, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, what was your first project? Mm. Let's see. I did a project while I was going to school, actually, where I designed it. Um, it was the mayor's mansion in Redlands, California. And um, I designed it, but then I also acted as the contractor and hired all the subs and artisans and planted some of the plants myself. And just, it was, that was super cool. But I will say, my first, my first one after I graduated, I was very lucky. I got a project oh. in Los Altos Hills that my first week working in a firm in, in Northern California, that the project is seven acres. It's a 26,000 square foot house, uh, seven acres fully landscaped. The project has nine acres. Uh -huh. um, I went on the market last year for $80 million. Uh -huh. So that kind of launched my career a little bit. Um, so at 23 years old, people, instead of asking me, uh, are you capable of taking on my project? It was more like, would you consider taking on my project? And that was a really interesting way to launch. I was extremely fortunate. Um, and it, it taught me a lot. That project took, it started it in 2003 and it finished in 2010. So seven years of construction. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, it was a really just neat experience. I mean, just the landscape. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, and the house, everything. Um, and we moved. The clients um, had religious reasons for wanting to preserve all of the trees, so we mm -hmm. spent over a million dollars just moving trees, and I wow. spent a million dollars in the nursery the first morning, which is super extravagant. All of our projects are not like that. We have a lot of projects with budgets, but that was yeah. it was a really fun one, one and was. it taught me it taught me a lot and launched my firm, and yeah, so that's awesome. What do you think in life? I mean, you were fortunate, but the universe sometimes delivers people who are due fortune. You know, how does that happen? I mean, that doesn't happen for everybody. Well, mister, we've both been very fortunate that way. We've had a lot of amazing opportunities. I, I, you know, you have, to be, you have to be talented to back it up when those golden doors open. And I've, those, those golden doors, um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I continue to question it, and I, I, I don't know why I've been so fortunate. Um, but it just kind of keeps happening, and I'm, I'm not a one-hit wonder now. I, I do know that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, Talent, honesty, and consistency somehow make you fairly successful. And a few opportunities. And a few opportunities. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's really cool.
And that man, that was uh, that was an interesting question. I was thinking about uh, what would be your first job. That's a good one. Hey, well, here's another question. Is on top of mind for me. What happens when your clients water down your work? Oh, it happens often. We were just I was just discussing this with a couple architects yesterday at lunch. It happens. Um, but you know what? The thing is, it's 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 their dream house. It's their dream garden. It's not mine. Uh-huh. And I learned that. I had a project in Pebble Beach uh, where I came up with this design. I loved it. The architect loved it. The contractor loved it. And the client hated it. And they spent $50,000 changing it. And I, I had the hardest time with that. I was 28-ish. And it taught me a vital lesson that it's it's their dream garden. And that's my job is to help people get exactly what they want for themselves because they're the ones that are living with it every day so if they water it down it's their deal it's their deal it's mm-hmm. still we can do as much as we can to help them make it as beautiful as i can mm-hmm. for them and yeah that's good I, that's pertinent and and perfect timing for me to hear that what do you <laughs> do when your clients water it down well I, I don't know i mean i guess i usually on a typical day, I just say to the team, kind of something similar to what you said, but I guess I um, selfishly, I just think you know, well, it'll just be not one we really photograph. Yeah, totally. At the end of the day, yeah. And I mean, not that's kind of no, not I, that I, great of a. Um, I, I say that often. This is not yeah. going to be an architectural digest. This one's yeah. never. And I also like we get these projects sometimes and. Clients really need our help, and their house is not architecturally significant. But I like helping people, and I'll take mm-hmm. on. They'll ask me, "Would you even consider taking on this project?" Because, you know, we know it's simple or whatever. And absolutely, I like helping people, and I like designing for people. And you know, the most rewarding thing. So the project I was talking about, where the client didn't like my design, their their daughter came up to me the other night at a party, and she told me they're they're of means, and they could get married. The three daughters could have gotten married anywhere in the world. All three daughters got married in my garden that's and cool. that's that's rewarding to me to know that like I'm creating spaces that make people really happy that create memories for them and their 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 family legacies that's that's super cool wow yeah that doesn't happen to everybody I don't, definitely don't do any um didn't do any spaces people get married in that's I'm sure hard. you do I'm sure you do no. think about it uh, maybe some no not yet I've not any marriages. Huh. That's cool, though. Maybe you need to start a company that does that. How Maybe many companies so. do you have these days? Mar- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And you, you um, I researched. So you spent some teen years working with your grandfather in family development and real estate. Yeah. Did any of that teach you anything about what you do today? Absolutely. He was an amazing, amazing guy. Probably one of the most influential people in my life. Um, my parents uh, are very religious and don't... They. Sorry, I should say... There were a lot of family companies, and they really didn't believe in me going away to university, and they thought landscape architecture was a dying profession, but he huh. believed in me. Oh, right uh, on. At 12 years old, I was already redlining his architect's plans, and actually the house that my grandmother lives in now, uh, there's several things that I changed at 12 years old that oh she lives with gosh. on a daily basis. Uh, and he just, he had vision. He taught me to have vision. We had, I grew up on an 800-acre ranch, and he developed it into... Um, Kind of an estate development with private mm. private estates throughout, and he he laid out the roads very visually. He wasn't uh-huh. the guy that looked at it on a topographic map, but he right. wanted the roads to go here. Even just the way they swerved up the hills and around a certain oak tree, and mm-hmm. he just had vision. And that is cool to yeah. imagine. I think everybody 
Uh, I can see that. I, I wish everyone could have seen your arms. Like you were just, you're just <laughs> yeah, like curving, you know, yes. the imaginary car kind of going around with your hand. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. He he was an artist and untrained as an architect, but a developer and in real estate. And yeah, he he taught me a lot. I used to come home my first years at, years at university and sit in his big wingback chairs and shoot shoot the shit. And um, it, it just he he taught me so much, and I'm forever grateful. He died when I was 19, my first mm-hmm. year of college. Um, and but he lives on through me, and perhaps he's the one opening these doors for me. I have no idea. Oh, that's rich. Yeah. I had a um, strong grandfather presence too. Really? He, I can remember being picked up on. Uh, it's a very small town northeast of Kansas City, Missouri. I don't know if I ever I told you that. Know you're a small town boy as yeah. well. Huh? Yeah, yeah, very t- tiny town, six thousand people. Huh? But granddad owned a bunch of farmland you would pick up over the years and then they would eventually uh, bulldoze a, a old farmhouse that was mm-hmm. derelict and couldn't be rented i mean it was that you know some of those those the houses were around this, this rural community and then he would pick me up on a saturday morning in his truck at seven o'clock in missouri in the summer it's already like yeah <laughs> 89 92 uh by like 7 30 and we would pick up little like quarter sized rocks so the, the farmers, when they disked it, you know, wouldn't damage the tills or... The Quarter-inch rock would damage the tills? Oh, no, or like a, a size of a quarter. Okay, so got, it, got, it, got yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, from the foundation that they would have bulldozed, so we're yeah. out there, like, picking up rocks, <laughs> little tiny pieces. And then at the end of it, he would say, you know, here's a quarter, literally, like, a, the currency, and say, put it in the bank. Thanks for your hard work. Huh. And then I'd go put it in the bank. And that's just... He was such... A hard worker. That's awesome. Another thing he would do to keep me busy would, and I think that's why I'm handy still to this day, he would give me a, in a shop a bag of nails, which he would buy for, you know, whatever, nothing, pennies, yeah. Yeah. and I would just hammer them into a piece of two by four. I would keep myself so entertained. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep you busy? I guess. <laughs> wow. I think you need to turn that into an art piece on one of your projects. Oh my gosh, screen. Nailed it. <laughs> yes. Yes. But have you, have you seen over at You've ever been to our studio on Petrero Hill, huh? I have not. There is a nail sculpture that says, um, it says creativity. I'll huh? show you a picture of it. I'd love that. Yeah, that um, sounds super cool. Yeah. Grandfathers are pretty darn amazing. That's I cool. I know. Um, so you, you talked a little bit about uh, technology because you, you already rendered everything. Yeah. Uh, how's technology changing the work, you think? Well, I tell you, it's interesting. One of my employees in, I think, 2007 came to me and said, we should really start doing 3D renderings. And I was like, eh, we don't need to do that. Uh-huh. And I, I trusted him, and we started doing them then, and it really has transformed our work. And I don't think there's any other firm that I know of in the United States doing them to the level that we do. So we do these really cool, we model everything into SketchUp, and then we do these fly-throughs so clients can visualize what it's going to feel like to drive up to their house and actually walk through their garden and really experience it. And it, it's invaluable. It, it really helps clients understand what's in my head, uh, which is the cr- craziest thing. It's a very crazy place to be. Uh-huh. Um, but it also it helps streamline the construction process so they're not making a whole bunch of changes during the construction po- process, which we all know cost a lot of money. And I look back on that project that I was mentioning in the beginning, the, the seven-acre garden, uh-huh. and we did a model. And like I had all these ideas. My clients had never been around really construction, and they just couldn't get like my concepts. And if I had had the 3D rendering then they would have bought off on so much more because I had an unlimited budget to do whatever I wanted, but uh, clients can't see it, you're never going to get it built. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that that's, 
we do that on all of our projects now. Every single project we we do in 3D, and it's cool. It's totally, yeah, mm -hmm. good stuff. You seem really zen. Or do you do any meditation or anything like that? Do you read read books and stuff or what? Uh, yeah, actually, I've just recently taken up yoga. Um, zen, I have never been described as zen. Um, I generally am a bit of an anxious person. and a little, uh, I was called fidgety yesterday. Uh -huh. um, but yoga has actually really helped center me as of lately, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh -huh. um, but for our clients, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's interesting because I'm designing spaces to help, like, some of the most brilliant minds like recharge and like kind of rest they're, yeah they're they're private wellness gardens really and mm -hmm. and they're they're changing the world and i'm creating spaces that change them and recharge them and give them their zen and i love that mm -hmm. it's wonderful yeah um what's uh what do you think about when you're getting into like when you're traveling to work every day are, are you um is it just you know, describe that. Like, what's it like on the way to work? Yeah. feel like for you. You know, it's interesting. I, I intentionally never look at my calendar until the day of, uh -huh. and so I get up in the morning and I look at my calendar. They take care of everything while the meetings are confirmed, and I look at my day and I see, okay, here's what I'm here's what I'm doing. Uh, I have a convertible, which really helps. That's kind of my moment of zen. I put mm -hmm. the top back in the car. It's a nice day like today, and just enjoy a little bit of peace and then generally my day is meeting on meeting on meeting on meeting and um, yeah but it's exciting I love 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 what I do and and um, I feel very fortunate um, to get to get to do what I would do I, I often say uh, I would do this even if I didn't get paid fortunately there are a lot of people that are willing to pay me to do what I do that's good yeah, yeah. No, I feel same with you. It comes it comes through in your work. I can tell that you love what you do, and oh. you're one of the hardest workers I know. I don't know how you handle everything you do with the companies that you have and the amount of projects that you're doing. It's it's just incredible. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that pass. Thank you. But I share your all your enthusiasm for for the work. Um, you know. I <laughs> I'll, I'll admit I had a moment of weakness about an hour ago yeah. where I was just kind of frustrated and I was just kind of had a, um, a, a like 30 second, um, not even a meltdown, but just a moment. It happens. And I, and I just talked to my team and, and I was like, okay, I'm done. Thanks. Like, <laughs> it's just like, that was it. We have, that was me having it. You know, I'm it, done. after all, it is, it is work. This is not holiday. Um, yeah. And we we have those days, and and I always say like we have we have generally about thirty projects going on at any given time, and you know you're gonna have you're gonna have projects that frustrate you and days that frustrate you, but overall, oh yeah, we're we're so lucky so to stoked. get to do what we do and to have clients who trust us to get to like create magical things. I think that's the biggest thing in my career that's been amazing is I've had so many clients who have given me the freedom and the trust to do whatever the hell I want to do and whatever I'm into at the moment and they just go create art, create magic and and they love it and and you're the same way like we 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 both really get to just do that they trust they trust our vision and they trust us as artists. Yeah, I I, I think so. I'm I just to yeah, reiterate that. I'm just every day yeah. I come to work with like gratitude. It is so exciting to get to dream these things up you know it goes on in your head and then it manifests physically 
X amount of month or, or yeah. years later sometimes. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, how, how often is that for you? I was just saying, talking about that yesterday and that like I'll have these ideas and they'll, they'll be sitting in my head sometimes for 10 years and then I oh. finally get the right project to do it. Do you do, you do that? Is it? Oh yeah, 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 well, yes. I think of these ideas when we're scheming or we're designing or a new piece of furniture and it'll come out like months later yeah. in a piece of furniture or sometimes nobody um, will bite off on what I'm kind of seeing. Yeah. So then we just go do it. Yeah. Like, or, or you reuse it later. You're like, okay, yeah, if you don't want to do that, yeah. someone later will do that. Yeah. And they're going to love it and then you're going to kick yourself. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I guess maybe, uh, maybe once a week something like that comes out. Yeah. You know, where it was, I've been kicking the tires around a little bit in my head. Cool. Did you see the marble chair? In yeah, our, I have photos in that marble chair. That's oh, like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. first <laughs> thing that came to mind is that marble chair, damn it. Like, because there are not, aren't a lot of clients who would see the functionality of that, but damn, is it beautiful. I know. It's, it's incredible. I know. I, I, yeah, I think um, we just kind of dreamt that one up and we didn't even, we just went straight to production. <laughs> Some, sometimes you have to do that. So I will say, my 3D modeling software is really cool for me because I get to build it. I build these yeah. worlds and these gardens in 3D, and sometimes projects are put on hold and not built. But I feel like you completed it. because <laughs> I did it. It was it was it was built in the 3D world. It's amazing. I can see it. You can see it. I'm sorry, your project was put on hold. I know. I, I feel the same way. Where you know we've already. Um, We've already imagined it. Even if I'm just we we don't do as we're doing more modeling now, or not necessarily modeling, but more renderings, mm -hmm. more and more and more every day. And but we scheme, and I can see all the pieces mm -hmm. put together in 3D because that's all we do, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, after we've already designed it, I'm kind of like next because I don't know if I even need to wait for the installation right. three four months yeah. later. Yeah. It's already so beautiful. Yeah. But I I kind of here's love my art piece from my brain. Yeah. Yeah. It, they, it's it's almost when we do the installs it, it's been maybe two two and a half months since I've kind of dealt with it yeah because we were on the front end and then there's a bunch of production which a wonderful team helps to execute and they, they're killer and 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 you work extraordinary uh, extraordinarily hard and then when we do the install it's like Christmas yeah it happens in like you know three days or a week, depending on how big the project is and how many finishes have to go in sequentially. But you know, coming to see those installs, it's Christmas and, and it's also like, hello, old friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, is there um, is there anybody that inspires you in some other discipline? You know, is there you know is there you know, it's, it's really interesting. I, when, I, when I first started my work, I used to watch um, runway shows, actually, hmm. while I was designing. And, and everything from fashion to jewelry, I'm inspired by, like, the strangest things. Just, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's forms and lines and, um, yeah, in particular, people, I, I would have to think about that a bit. Um, everything inspires me. I'm a sponge. And I, and I feel like when you really, really love what you do, Everywhere you go, you're drawing inspiration from everything. You're asking, why is this successful? Why is this not successful? And mm -hmm. how, from the time I was a child, it, I could just, I could see how things needed to be um, beautiful or how to make them beautiful in everything that I look at. So mm -hmm. you're, my brain is constantly analyzing things. And that's why I have to, I would say, I, when I go on vacation, I have to stay in really beautiful places so that I mm -hmm. can relax because otherwise I analyze it to death on how I can oh. make it better. 
That is a that's my zen is staying in beautiful places. <laughs> that's a great excuse to like to justification. Justification. Like, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'll be on va- I'll be working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've gone on vacation and be at somebody's vacation house, and it'll be you know it, it's like a family family estate or, or place and. I'm always with the dad going, is there anything we can fix up? You know, yeah. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> actually kind of look for something I, I, to do. I, I travel with really large scarves, so if the artwork on the walls is really terrible, I put my scarves over the top of them. <laughs> That's no. my trick. Yep. I really do. You can't handle the the art if it's awful. Well, if it's, I've, there have been places where I've stayed, like uh-huh. you know, you know, Pinky that's at the Huntington. Uh-huh. There have been paintings like that where it's just like like a really creepy baby, or uh-huh. yeah, and you just just put a really nice scarf over it. You don't just take them off the wall. Well, I guess I could, <laughs> but scarf is so much easier. Oh, it doesn't yeah. make it doesn't make anyone mad. They just think I had a wild night. Ah, oh, that's funny. What would you do? What other discipline would you do if you weren't um, in landscape design? Ooh. It sounds like you'd be in a creative field. Is there something else you do? You know, I, 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 lo- I, I would love to be an interior designer. I'd love to do what you get to do. Actually, I think your work is amazing. I, I might um, be quite similar to what you do in your work. Um, what else? No, this is the perfect career for me. Um, maybe, I, and I might venture more into, I've done some furniture design, um, might venture more into something like that at some time in the future. Um, no, this is it. How this much? What I've been programmed to do. Yeah, how much furniture um, kind of goes into your average interior uh, um, projects, your landscape projects? Quite a bit, actually. And I think we're really stepping up our game. I mean, this last project we just I think pitched over two million in antiques and furniture. Um, cool. Yeah, um, and really amazing pieces and we're starting to really curate them because I feel like that's a place that a lot of landscape architecture firms miss out on is they really don't like what really takes a project to the next level is all those little details and you know not making it look like crate and barrel furniture but like just really being thoughtful about them Um, you can design a landscape but if it's not furnished right then people don't get to be comfortable in those spaces or they don't Mm -hmm. have a place to set down their drink when they're sitting in the garden like that's important. They'll, you know, they'll go back in, inside and, and relax instead of really enjoying the garden. And I really like to, even how I design the spaces, I very intentionally push my clients to the extremities of their properties. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I tempt them with spaces to get them mm-hmm. out to really enjoy their properties. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I like the question, maybe you do or do not, but when people say, how do you describe your work? Hmm. Yeah, it, like, no, it's, you, it's, it's, so it's, I'm it's, asking you basically. Yeah, well, I, I get asked that question all the time. Like, how would you describe your work? What's your style? Yeah. And what I will say, so I'm all over the place. I did a Japanese modern garden last year, and I've done, you know, gardens that look like Versailles, the orangery at Versailles. You've seen mm-hmm. the parterres, everything from very, very modern to very traditional. All of our gardens have elements of surprise. And I love, and it, it's hard to see from the photographs, but I love when you walk through any of our gardens, you walk around the corner and you go, whoa, I wouldn't have expected that. And the, I studied Japanese gardens actually a lot. The Japanese were masters of this. Like uh-huh. the way a garden reveals itself to you is extremely important. And I think our 3D renderings really help people experience that. Uh-huh. Um, I love that. I love, I like, I like blowing people away. It's, it's, uh-huh. it's really fun. I mean, you shouldn't have, I feel if you hire a landscape architect, you should not have the same exact garden that your friends have. You should have something that when your friends or neighbors walk in the first time, they just go, whoa, that's, 
that's really special. Um, how do you help people get over the edge of you know the Pinterest models that they've been dreaming things up? And then, and I agree, if you yeah. don't hire an interior designer or a landscape um, architect to a really good question to you know do something that's been done a lot that they're kind of comfortable with so people they see these images uh, you know they're flooded with you know magazines and 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 or like catalogs so they they need to feel comfortable mm -hmm. but how do you get them to feel comfortable with something outside of their uh, box that they might be expecting yeah, that's uh, it's a really good question, and I do think that this world, because of Pinterest and Hows, have become like these things where people just want to bring us an image board and say, like, do this. And I say, you know, that's really nice. Um, I like it. I can see what you're showing me. I can see the beauty that you see in these things. But look, here's and the 3D rendering again really helps with that because, like, here's my vision. Here's what I I see that you're showing me, and here's how we're going to do it in a very different way. And and I think that's. I think it's important. I think it's I think it's really super important to acknowledge what your clients bring to you. And I, I even tell my clients, you know, show me, tell me like your favorite places to go on vacation. I always say the more mm -hmm. I know about my clients, the more I can design something really special for them. Mm -hmm. So tell me, tell me your favorite places to go on vacation. Show me, you know, what your favorite clothing are, your favorite art pieces, and then I can take that. That tells me something about you. You know, oftentimes we will meet our clients. We'll get to meet them for an hour and then we're designing this dream world that they're going to spend the rest of their lives and their families in multiple generations oftentimes we have one hour to figure it out so you get pretty good at deciphering what people want and so they may they may show you an image board and mm -hmm. i don't do exactly what the image board is is, is showing me because it's been done let's let's, mm -hmm. let's do it and let's do it better mm -hmm. how do you how do you how do you handle that because i'm sure you probably get it even even more with interiors yeah, um, I guess I, huh, let me just think for a second. Let me get grounded because it's, it, I think it's sometimes it's, it's a little fresh right now because I, I feel like I'm going through that, uh, you know, more and more as you're, you're just doing deeper work and the work's getting better. There, the people are less programmed to kind of bring me what they, they want. They kind of want to know what we see. Yeah. So that gets a lot easier. I do. Like, I, I like your, your portfolio. Yeah. Um, show me something exciting like that. There's more of that work, but there's still, you know, really seeing people's vision. And I would, I would totally agree with that. I actually, I was, I was talking to my team the other day about it's, it's really interesting. Like, I'm at a point in my career already where my clients kind of get whatever I'm into at the moment, and they love it. Like Jared's into circles this year, and they end up with a whole <laughs> bunch of circles in their garden, and. Uh -huh. And it's funny, it's funny how that works out. You know, they they may shape it, but I'm. They, they, they want our opinions and they want, you know, what's in our portfolio. And, and I, I guess, as you said, the, the larger our portfolio gets, the more they like our work, the more they just trust us. Yeah. Are there shapes or things? I mean, I guess you're saying like, you know, last year was squares, maybe this year's circles. Are there things that you're like, ah, I'll tell you what I have to do. Yeah. What, what I think I do is I, I've seen patterns mm -hmm. and furniture for you know, 18 years. Mm -hmm. And I, I share your ambition to give our clients something that's going to be timeless mm -hmm. and it's going to be awesome this year. And it's going to be, it's going to be good enough that we'll have a, um, 
some staying power. Yeah. Now, I'm not naive. I know that there's, uh, furniture is more fashionable mm-hmm. maybe than gardens are, I guess. Well, it's interesting uh, on that note, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. I think oftentimes people, you know, people ask me when I'm being interviewed, what are, what are the trends that you say? And I always say I don't follow trends. Yeah. We, we, we set them, which sounds really super cocky. But, um, you, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that I really like things in mass. Like, think of seeing one single cherry tree versus seeing an entire grove of cherry trees blooming. Uh-huh. It's so much more magical. Uh-huh. And so when I was talking about circles, often, like right now, I'm kind of, I've been creating, we're doing a lot of winery work right now. We've been brought on to create um, some winery experiences because everyone's into like the whole experience thing. Uh-huh. And I love being like, we're doing these fire pits and, and seating areas where, you know, we're surrounding it with an entire circle of cherry trees or ginkgo trees. So when the ginkgo trees lose their leaves, everything is just yellow and it's this magical experience. You're completely surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, really, I'm really into creating those at the moment so that I, I kind of force people to enjoy certain parts of their gardens at certain times of the year because they're absolutely magical at that time when you have things when you have 20 ginkgo trees all losing their leaves and you're surrounded by it, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, that's innovative and that's cool. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I, we're trying to do that too. But I've sort of, I try to have seen trends also. Mm-hmm. I try to watch them for the, for the purpose of not following them in, mm-hmm. in a yeah. way. Yeah. So that it doesn't look like those, those same shapes or you know, like five, 10 years ago, it was Moroccan shapes everywhere and you know, it yeah. bored me. I didn't do it then. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I steer clear of that way clear of that, you know, as an example. Are there any examples that you steer clear of because it's too, um, too done? Huh, that's an interesting question. I can't think of a single one off the top of my head. What I was thinking when you were saying that, however, is that I started my firm in 2006 and not a single one of my gardens has been redone. And that's a pretty cool feeling. I mean, that's, cool. that's not that long ago, um, but that, that's pretty good. I think... You know, I, I think there are some really loud colors and things and outdoor furnishings that, you know, that kind of goes away. I think there are more mm-hmm. trends with colors that people get sick of. Mm-hmm. Um, but our gardens are pretty darn timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that about them. Where did the names of Terra come from? Oh, I could give you a really long story about that, but it would be made up. I, uh, ah! <laughs> I, um, I like that. I, I was obsessed with a restaurant called La Serre in Paris. I love the way it sounded on my tongue. Uh-huh. And I was obsessed with Z's at the time, so I, I called it Zotera. I wanted a word that if you searched it anywhere in the world, we would be the only thing that would come up. And it's the only thing that I know of. There's Zatera in, um, in Venice, which is Z-A-E-T-E-R-R-A, which is the closest thing. But there's, there's nothing in any language that uh, is like it. And it's, it's, it's super cool, actually. People, it stands out in people's minds, which is that's really important in branding. And you know, I hear people who don't even know who I am talking about my company. And, and I've been in rooms. And it's, that's, that's a pretty cool feeling. Hey, how big is your team now? It's, uh, we're 14. Cool. He's yeah. still over the place. Is that Folsom or yeah. Howard? Folsom? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm actually toying with, not toying with, I'm opening an office on the East Coast as well. Oh, um, no. We've got, right now, we've got two projects in Europe. Um, we're working um, on oh some really... Oh my gosh, didn't you tell me you're working for a prince or something? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really supposed to talk about it. We're working with one of the Central European royal families or what would have been a royal family. Um, on some pretty incredible projects, um, one of their palaces, as well as um, a museum project in the town square, oh and we just bid on this uh, really massive um, 
a project in Russia. I'm doing a project in Alice Beach in Florida. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, the world is my playground. I'm, I'm really starting to enjoy working in different areas with different types of plants and, and different types of people and in different scales. I, I'm an artist. I, I'm, yeah, give me the world. Let, let me play. Yeah. And I'm, I'm playing and I, I feel so very fortunate. Um, I have a lot of really good friends on the East Coast and, um, and I'm, I'm excited to play with their winters. I've been dying to design a, an ice garden actually. So we don't get like cold winters here, but I'm oh. obsessed with icicles and the way the sun shines through them. Uh, and I really- hat. Mm, Mind blown. Yeah, so you get to just wait. I'm not gonna say much more, but I, I wow. have this idea. And so I really, I wanna play with a place that has a bit more seasons. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm excited. You have to make a, a water feature that will then create icicles. Yep. That's pretty. Maybe not as complicated as it sounds. I mean, uh, I guess the engineering behind it. You know, you got to yeah. Get some it's water actually. I mean, it's quite simple. It's 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 water, and uh, you know, you got to have cold temperatures so they, they, it freezes. But I and think a ledge some, to, to drip. Yeah, off I mean, of. have you seen incredible pictures of ice storms? Like they're oh, yeah. so oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all so I just want to like yeah, it's a way of celebrating like. If you can have a garden, imagine a garden like that looks completely amazing in spring, summer, and fall, and in the winter, like most of the East Coast gardens, especially, are, are kind of they're quiet, and it's mm -hmm. that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But imagine if it were actually like you can't wait until winter comes so that your garden is just like, yeah, that is way innovative, yeah. next level. Maybe we'll work on it together. Maybe, maybe so. That'd be that would be amazing. Hey man, you're so easy to talk to, and I, there's no. Um, there's no surprise why you've enjoyed and continue to enjoy so much success. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. We have kind of this pod snack, you know. It's yeah. kind of this little a moment for uh, people to get to listen and get to know people. And, and, and also, you know, a, a, a section of time, and we just sort of memorialize what we were thinking about and doing yeah. right now today, this year. Yeah, thank you. Having the yeah. gratitude for it. And it will be neat to listen to in three, four years. Totally. Or, or 10 or 20 or 50 or 80. Yeah. You're not 80, but... Thank you uh, for memorializing it. Yeah. And it's nice to get to visit. We never get to chat. We're always running. We're too, both too busy. Yeah. So the last question for you, though. Mm -hmm. What is your most favorite room in your house and why? Obviously, my garden. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> my garden currently uh, in San Francisco, I have seating for 16 in the middle of the garden, and it's covered and they can be out there all year round. I throw these amazing dinner parties and it's most magical when it rains. So it's, it's heated, it's clear above so you can see through the trellis, but it's just, it's, it's just magical. I spend more time out there than anywhere else in the house. I was there out there last night until two o'clock in the morning. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to go in. And it's nice to have spaces, especially in San Francisco, that's um, unexpected and I don't know, there's just, there's something really healing about it. At the end of my day, that's where I want to spend my time, not inside. I very rarely watch TV. I, 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 in the last three months, I've probably watched max five hours of TV. I just, I'm, I'd much rather be outside and in the garden. And I was that way when I was a kid. I was outside until, uh, until it was dark. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's just me, so yeah. Right on. How about you, Pretty where's easy. your favorite, where's your favorite room in your house? Mm. You better the say your formal living room. <laughs> the formal <laughs> living room. Yeah. It's just Why? Like, it's enough rock and roll to kind of make me feel, uh, you know, just a, a, to feel creative. Hmm. You know, it's it's it, it's easy. I think it's a nice shape combination. It's just, you know, cool art. Nothing's explosive, mind blowing, but it's 
um, yeah, it's got enough rock to it. It's the perfect balance, it sounds yeah. like. And, you know, yeah, the, this, this balance that everybody seeks, a little old, a little new. I'd be curious to know the color scheme. You use a lot of really beautiful saturated colors and a lot of deep greens, which I really love. What's the color scheme in that room? That room is, it's got a really uh, ox blood uh, burgundy rug. Mm. And that's like, and, and then the rest of it's creams. I think and that was black. what you did in the first showcase house that I saw. You used that really, really deep ox blood. Which yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, first that, that one's darker. This one's a latch room, but um, yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely, this was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Thank you.